Hello everyone and welcome to the Knowledge Group podcast where we're giving you a forward look at what you can come to expect at Knowledge Group programs. This time we're turning our attention to appellate litigation and what lies ahead in 2019 and beyond. We're going to go live with this webcast Wednesday, April 10th, running between 12pm and 2pm Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be joined by John North, a partner at Greenbaum Row Smith & Davis LLP, Timothy Sansone, a shareholder at Sandberg, Phoenix, and Von Gontard, PC. Val Leppard will be our third speaker, a partner at King and Spaulding, LLP. We're going to be then followed by Josephine Petrick, senior counsel at Hanson Bridget, LLP. And finally, we're going to be joined by Alex Harris, an associate attorney at Gibson Dunn. All the information about our panel and information on how to sign up for this event will be found in the description box down below. You'll also find the code PODCAST25. PODCAST25 will get you 25% off that first webcast registration. Now let's turn things over to our speakers now. I'm uh, John North uh, at uh, the firm Greenbaum Row Smith & Davis in New Jersey. Uh, I'm going to be speaking about uh, creating uh, a record at the trial level uh, for uh, appeal, for an effective appeal. The foundation for uh, appellate argument is uh, the record uh, at the trial below. I, in my own practice, uh, do both trial work and uh, appellate work. I, I do more trial work than I do appellate, but I do enough of both to know that a uh, an incomplete or confusing record uh, from the trial is the bane of the appellate lawyer's existence and can severely hamper or impair uh, appellate argument. Uh, I also know uh, at the trial level, uh, in the heat of battle, it's not always possible to be as articulate uh, and complete as you would like to be um, or uh, the appellate lawyers would like you to be. And so uh, what I would like to address in, in, in my time are points at the trial where you must be very conscious that you're not just speaking to the judge. You've probably already lost your argument with a judge, uh, the trial judge. What you're doing is you're really addressing the uh, appellate court. And the specific areas I'm going to address are uh, objections to evidence, uh, and in particular, when you are articulating your objection at sidebar or out of hearing of the jury, uh, proffers of evidence when uh, uh, there's been an objection sustained to uh, evidence that you want to offer, and again, uh, proffers are typically made at sidebar where you can build a uh, record or out of hearing of the jury. Motions in limine uh, on evidence issues or others, uh, procedural issues prior to trial. Uh, One of the most difficult uh, questions uh, or issues that a trial lawyer has to decide uh, on his feet, which are motions uh, for either a curative instruction or a mistrial, and how those uh, arguments need to be articulated. And finally, uh, uh, jury charges and requests to charge. Uh, one, of the, one of the areas where 
the record uh, on appeal always or very often turns out to be the most confusing is on the charge conference uh, because pieces are left out. And uh, it's very important to have a complete uh, and accurate record of, of the charges that you've requested and the objections that you've made. So those areas are the ones uh, that I think are the most critical in building a, uh, a record of appealable, rec uh, appealable issues that will be the foundation for uh, an effective appellate argument. St. Louis, in my segment, I'll be focusing on the importance of thinking about writing an appellate brief like telling a story, the importance of telling who the players are, what's at stake, what you want, why you should get it. Of course, the law clerks and judges looking at appeals are looking at dozens, if not hundreds, and you need your appeal to stand out in some way, what you're asking for to stand out in some way. If you're the appellee or the respondent, you want to quickly explain to the court why the trial court got it right and give it assurance that there's no need to look too deeply into the appeal and maybe spend more time on something else. The law clerks and the judges are your audience, and so the frame of reference needs to be theirs. If you don't think about things in those terms, you're not really giving your audience its due. I'm going to talk about some good strategies to use in adopting a storytelling approach with briefs. Also talk about oral argument. There are oftentimes when questions are given by the court and they're looking for some form of concession or admission. Often these come in the form of hypothetical questions. And appellate judges often are frustrated when attorneys will not concede anything whatsoever. There is a school of thought out there that you don't concede anything because you might just see the concession you made appearing in the opinion that's written up. But often there are opportunities, especially with hypothetical questions, where you may be able to make some form of concession but steer the discussion back toward your case and what your case is about. In terms of what lies ahead, I'll be talking about some of the changes that appellate courts are putting into effect through local rules by limiting the length of briefs or by adopting style guides such as the one that the Seventh Circuit uses to really force lawyers to talk to them in the way to talk to the court in the way that the court wants to be talked to. Uh, these are things that are good to be aware of whether or not your particular jurisdiction has adopted this or not because a lot of times those guides are just useful in general whether or not you actually have to follow them in a particular jurisdiction. So those will be the areas that I'll be focusing on during my segment. Hi, I'm Josephine Petrick. I'm senior counsel at Hanson Bridget. Um, I'm based in San Francisco, and I'm in the firm's appellate practice group. Um, first thing I want to talk about uh, is a recent development and a notable case in federal appellate practice which is that the U.S. Supreme Court recently issued its opinion in Nutraceutical Corporation against Lambert. Uh, and there the court held uh, it was a federal class in federal class actions that there's no equitable tolling for the 14-day deadline to seek permission to appeal an order either granting or denying class certification. Uh, we'll be talking about that decision and what it means for class action practice more broadly, including the decision whether to seek rehearing of an adverse class action ruling in district court. Uh, and then secondly, um, in terms of other trends in the fe uh, federal appellate courts, uh, one trend that's been emerging is um, development in First Amendment law. 
Um, so the U.S. Supreme Court recently denied cert in a case called McKee against Cosby, in which an alleged victim of Bill Cosby sued him for defamation when he claimed that she was a liar and lying about her experience. Uh, while the Supreme Court denied cert, Justice Thomas wrote a concurring opinion, arguing that the court should reconsider its 1964 New York Times against Sullivan ruling, which held that the First Amendment requires a higher burden of proof called actual malice in defamation cases involving public figures. This move by Justice Thomas to concur from the denial of cert is a rare one, and we'll discuss what that may mean going forward. Um, and the Sixth Circuit also issued an interesting opinion in a case involving freedom of speech in the digital age. Uh, and that case pitted Portia Bulger against actor James Woods. Um, briefly, the background of that case was that a woman was photographed at a Trump rally giving a Nazi salute. And some speculated that uh, the woman pictured was really a Democratic plant. James Woods tweeted a photo suggesting that Ms. Bulger, who is a Bernie Sanders supporter, was the woman giving the Sig Heil salute. This was false, um, but the Sixth Circuit held that Woods' tweet was not actionable, largely because it was, it was accompanied by a question mark. Uh, we'll discuss how the intersection between First Amendment and defamation law may be evolving in the era of fake news. Yes, my name is Alex Harris. I am an associate attorney at Gibson, Dunn & Crutcher based in San Francisco. I am in the litigation department focusing on appellate matters in all sorts of different cases. I am going to discuss what not to say and when not to say it. Uh, in two particular contexts, one should consider whether or not you might want to end your argument, um, perhaps in a way that feels a bit premature to you, um, and um, allow the court to contemplate what it's already heard. So one is when you are an appellee, and I will discuss how one might draft an appellee brief to be strategically short, to give the court the impression that its intervention is unnecessary um, and that this is not a case in which one, um, in which the court should take grave interest. Um, I will also discuss relatedly considerations involving when the trial court got something wrong or ruled in a way that, well, you might have won below, you don't think is exactly accurate and whether or not to raise that issue on appeal perhaps as an alternate ground for affirmance. The second situation in which counsel might uh, want to contemplate giving short shrift to their own argument is um, at oral argument, uh, especially if judges don't have a lot of questions. If they have run out of questions for you for a while, the, the ways that you can pivot to taking your seat, to leaving the, the judges who appear to be satisfied with your argument, um, assured that there is no additional information that you need to convey for them to go ahead and affirm the decision below or in some instances um, to reverse. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast. Don't forget information about our panel and information about this event will be found in the description box along with the code PODCAST25, getting you 25% off that first webcast registration. We hope to see you on April 10th, and until next time, take care. Bye now.